Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I guess a few of you uh, wanted to talk about Mike Tomlin and Deontay Johnson and the Steelers and and, uh, all that. Thanks for uh, the calls. Appreciated that. Fan hotlines presented by Nemecolon. Around every corner, Nemecolon creates real-life magic for guests. I'm Josh Rountree on the Fan Evening Show. And we head out to the fan hotline right now, and we welcome in our good friend Chris Carter of the Post-Gazette and the Locked On Steelers podcast. And uh, he's on PXI on Skyline. I don't know. He, he does a lot of stuff, um, and he's good. <laughs> he's good at uh, everything that he does, including uh, our radio hits that he does with us so frequently. So uh, frequently. What's up, Chris? How are you, man? All right, Josh, how you been? I'm good. I'm good. Um, heard a lot of players uh, in that Steelers locker room over the last couple of days use the word lightly when they described how they approached the Arizona Cardinals last week. How concerning is that on the surface, deep down? Uh, it, it's not exactly what you want to hear. And to me, it looks pretty bad for a head coach when multiple players say um, that they essentially were not as focused or prepared as they could have been or should have been for a 2-10 and football team. You know, it's actually really interesting to listen to who has said what because the a lot has been Deontay Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, Dan Moore Jr., and Jalen Warren. But when we asked that of Pat Fryermuth, Mason Cole, Cam Hayward, T.J. Watt, uh, Alex Highsmith, they all smacked that down. They're like, absolutely not. We, were, we prepared all week. And even today with Deontay Johnson's lightly comment, he even kind of clarified if, if you listen to the whole – uh, response because the part where he said lightly was kind of at the tail end of a two-part response when he was talking about things because the question before he was asked about the Patriots and he was like listen we can't afford to take the Patriots or the Cardinals lightly doesn't matter who we're playing we have to play like that I mean, we have to play prepared for them and then he said eventually he's like you know and he's like everything leading up I felt like we were doing what we were supposed to leading up to it and then something changed something was different uh, on game day and I think what he was talking about was on game day, something was weird. And that's the one thing that we have confirmed from everybody across the board. Something was just off with that game, and that's where the whole bad day at the office comment has come from. Um, and Eddie Faulkner also talked about this today when I asked him about it. I'm like, hey, what, what do you think about guys saying this? And he's like, look, we hold guys accountable. He's like, we don't always put, it out, always put it out there, but in the meetings, when you mess up, when you don't do something, we call it out. He's like, it wasn't – and the, I'm telling you, Josh, as also the person who just – covers this team, watches film relentlessly, and breaks things down. The Cardinals did not hit the Steelers with plays that they weren't ready for. It wasn't that like the, like, like the Steelers were just like, oh, my gosh, I've never seen that before. Listen, I've covered that with Pitt football this year. Uh, but, you know, this, this, was been a, this, was a, this was a game where the Steelers were in position a lot, and they just continued to lose matchups. And some of that's, you know, Michael Walker getting abused against Trey McBride, and maybe they could have, handled, maybe they could have helped him a little bit more. But these were a lot of very reasonable spots where the Steelers were supposed to win and they lost. And I think that's where everyone's trying to kind of circle the wagons on. Is like, look, 
we we you know we've been prepared. We knew what the, what the other team was trying to do. They just still beat us, and that's what I think everyone's trying to get ready for. Is because now you face a Patriots team that's just as struggling just as much as the Cardinals, and you can't afford to have that happen again. The Steelers haven't lost back to back games yet this year. They've been four zero after all of their losses before, and they need to have it this week. So I think it's actually kind of interesting right now because. There's Mike Tomlin does a does a really good job of when he gives his press conferences. He's not giving them to us to make us feel better. He's giving them to he's giving them to say, hey, I'm doing I'm feeling my obligation here. I'll give you a little bit to chew on, but I am not letting you inside the locker room. And the more we get in the locker room, it seems like, hey, the problem wasn't preparing lightly for the team. It was for the for the Cardinals. It was in the moment we messed up a, a lot of different things, and we needed to rebound, and we didn't, and we have to rebound this week or the playoffs are going to be in jeopardy, even though they're still in a good position to make the playoffs right now. How concerning, Chris, are the injuries? Uh, Najee Harris doesn't go today. Obviously, Pickett's out for a little while here. Uh, how concerning, I guess, is is their depth right now? How much has that depth been tested? And, um, you know, you look today, a couple of guys limited on that offensive line. Uh, Landon Roberts obviously went out with the groin injury. Um, how concerning is it heading into Thursday night where they sit from an injury standpoint? Because it feels like their depth certainly has been tested on top of uh, you know, some pretty important players at the top, too. Certainly. Depth has been tested across the board for the Steelers. I mean, when they had Michael Walker and uh, uh, Mark Robinson in there, I was like, oh, boy. That's, yeah, that's uh, not good. I bet you I bet you when Omar Khan signed three veteran linebackers, <laughs> I bet you they were trying to prepare to not have to deal with that this year. But – um, yes, let's talk about today. I think it's actually a very good sign that Alandon Roberts was limited uh, because the, what it sounded like to me, at least, you know, I didn't get to cover that game live. I was kind of following it on my phone while I was uh, covering pit basketball uh, over this week, over the weekend at the Pete. Um, but uh, you know, I, I thought I got the sense that Alandon Roberts was was too injured to play on this short of a notice and just this short of a turnaround. But the fact that he was limited that might give you some hope that he can play. And I think that he is such a huge element of that for the Steelers because even more than just his him the way he hits, the way he flies around and how physical he's been, he keeps so many people on board. Like Mike Thomas said, we lost the quarterback of our defense. And they they signed three of those kind of quarterbacks in Cole Holcomb, Quan Alexander, and Landon Roberts. All three of those guys, guys that can wear the green dots, guys that can fly around, guys that can hit, guys that can cover. And and, and you saw the impact of that in in the as the game wore on when Mark Robinson and Michael Walker were just slow to get to their gaps, they weren't sure where they were supposed to be, and they were bad at re- they weren't as good at as relaying things around. Uh, that's going to be a question. So if Atlanta Roberts can go, I think that'll be a big boost. I do wonder if they see, if you see some Blake Martinez or Miles Jack out there uh, instead of Mark Robinson because I felt like he was part of the issue there. Um, so that's that's certainly an issue. Isaac Sayomalo, the fact that he was limited, also a good sign in my opinion. Of, uh, of of his return because again these are short terms. Najee Harris is, is a question mark though. I, I, I do I did think it was interesting on the knee, but the fact that he talked today in the Steelers locker room, I think that's a good sign because um, normally if a player is actually hurt and it, you know could miss the game, normally they don't speak to us in the media. They can decline because they are, they are injured, and that is uh, him doing that kind of gives them hope. So I think that right now the big watch really is can a Landon Roberts go, and if he does. Can he play in a way that allows him to finish the game and doesn't force him into a situation where he seriously injures himself and knocks him out long-term? Because if the Steelers can get through this game and get guys healthy, they'll have a 10-day break. So, you know, Roberts, if he's healthy through this game, can get back. 
Najee Harris can be can, can heal up whatever he's going through, and everyone can start to be fresh as they get ready for what will be a huge game against the Indianapolis Colts Colts uh, after after this week. Yeah, that that certainly is becoming a bigger and bigger game. The more the Colts win, it's been thrust now into uh, fairly important territory for them. And and maybe if they had taken care of business in two of these last three, it wouldn't be as big. But mm-hmm. here here we are after all. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, Chris, today said a number of times the word aggressive that he wants to be more aggressive. And there's part of me that thinks, well, this offense has lacked aggressiveness from the quarterback position. There's also parts of me that that sees Mitch Trubisky getting aggressive like he has done in the past and throwing crippling interceptions at terrible moments. How does he balance that? And, And how do the Steelers go about maybe letting Mitch be Mitch but also not deviating too much from what they want to do and and not having him lose the game like he's done a couple of times here for the Steelers with some costly plays late? Uh, certainly. That's a good question. I, I think one thing also I'll note is that we also were asking the aggression questions because we were <laughs> we were wondering because he does push, push the ball a little bit. So part of his using those words was because we were asking those questions. But, See, this is what Mike um, Tomlin's talking about. He It's the way that the media yeah. phrases the questions <laughs> that leads to these answers. So it's your fault. It's my. It's, I didn't even ask those questions. Uh, but uh, but, uh, but again, they weren't bad questions. It's real. It's like that's the kind of way that Mitch Trubisky right. played. It sometimes it really helps. Sometimes it hurts. But I think the biggest thing is Mitch Trubisky has to choose when he takes those risks because there's times you take those risks and you throw it into double coverage and it's just a bad. It's a it's a bad ball, bad yeah. decision, and it comes back to hurt you. But you know what? If he takes that risk and you got George Pickens one on one down the sideline, okay different kind of risks you can take those right. if, if the other team makes an interception and you just took you just missed on your one-on-one shot ah you know get them next time but uh i think it's going to be about calculating your risks and that's where do, that preparation does come into come into play here and that's where you know i i look at the film and what the steelers developed even in the, the second half of this cardinals loss they the steelers gave him some chances to make some of those throws downfield uh there was a play where deontay johnson just breaks open over the middle and he just kind of held it on. And maybe that was also part of why he also kind of responded uh, pretty strongly when we asked about the uh, 
the aggression point because I think there was times where he kind of took the aggression out of his throwing because the Steelers, Kenny Pickett, hasn't thrown an interception in so many weeks. Granny also hasn't thrown to be touchdowns, <laughs> but I think that Mitch Trubisky might be thinking about that. But I think the, the Steelers are putting it in his head. Look, buddy, we need to make some big plays this week. We don't want to turn the ball over, but that we're going to call it upon you because they're going to try to stack the box. The Patriots, they, they, you know, they may be a bad team, but their defense has been tough. They've been physical. They've held three straight opponents to 10 points or less. Granted, they lost all three of those games, which is insane. Uh, but uh, this is going to be a defense that they're going to make it tough to run the ball. They know the Steelers want to run uh, with Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. So at some point, Mr. Bisky is going to have to hit on a, on a few deep balls, not just one or two, but maybe three or four that force the Patriots to think about, okay, if we keep playing the run like this, he's going to get easy throws. We have to make his job harder. And then you can balance it up with the run game. That's going to be a tough task, but that's where I think Mr. Bisky has to take those calculated risks at the right moments and make the right throws. I saw today, and, and, and Mike DeFabo from The Athletic, our buddy, he uh, tweeted this out. He said, Najee Harris on Mitch Trubisky's leadership, quote, it's fine, I guess. The follow-up question, how would you describe his, his style? Quote, vocal, I guess. Not exactly a ringing endorsement from the starting running back or the guy that shares the starting running back position of, of the new starting quarterback, at least from that quote. Were, were you there in on that? And um, I, I guess, what I do you make of the way the locker room sort of views Mitch Trubisky and, and his leadership and his style? Look, uh, Najee's also spoken positively about Mitch in other instances. In that moment, I honestly think part of this is Najee is kind of over and done with us as the media. Like, just just being honest with his tone, with how he responds. Like, you know, there was a time when he was a rookie, he was so happy to talk to us. And it was so exciting, and he was, it, was, it was always funny, and he had long long answers to everything and there's been times he's done that since but there's also been times when I think he's definitely seen what's been posted about him the offense and he doesn't appreciate that and he feels like you know he also there was another question today where he responded you know he was asked about the shotgun run uh yeah at the goal line and if he if he prefers something like that he responded to something to the effect of like you know what, y'all gonna, I'm not saying anything, y'all going to twist my words anyways. I, I think that Monty Harris is just frustrated <laughs> with media and how it's you know, how we, we in our industry have, you know, portrayed the Steelers. And, you know, that can be that's his right to feel that way. Um, and, you know, if, if, that's, if, that's, if that's the way he carries it, that, that's fine. Um, but I, I take that less of a, of, a, of a Mitch Trubisky thing and more of a Najee Harris. Is, he, he's just trying to get through the – he knows he has to talk because he's, you know, a major part of this team. And it's part of his job. And again, this time he's given us some really good stuff. You know, when I've asked him several questions this year, he's been very informative on. Uh, but I think there's times if he's just not in the right mood to deal with our questions, he will be very short with us. So uh, I think part of that's again, you know, things he's read online, things he's seen from us get said about him, um, and he kind of just turns inward to focus on himself and the team so that they can get better. And part of that is uh, just not exactly uh, liking us too much. So uh, that's, that's the way I took that. Uh, certainly, you know, he could have said more like, like in that situation, I do think it's important, especially for Najee Harris, a guy who I, I think is actually one of the better leaders on the offense, maybe the best leader on the offense. I think that was a place where he could have stepped up and said more and kind of overlooked any uh, feelings he had about us in our, in our jobs. Which player of these two is – more likely to be a Steeler next year, George Pickens or Najee Harris? 
Uh, both. I, I think both will absolutely is, is, be is, next you, year. You think both? You, you don't think that there's a chance that there's a trade request coming from either guy because of their dissatisfaction with the offense? I mean, maybe there's a trade request. I don't. I I feel like Najee Harris very much owns like 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 the the Steelers' offense and what it is. He just wants to get it better. Um, I, I feel like if George Pickens, you know, I think that he's in a position where the Steelers would be like, "Look, buddy, like, you know, you're in a rookie deal. Like, you're it's, right. it's not like you're a veteran, you know, right now. Like, we're not letting you go. You know, if you want to get traded, okay. But look what happened to Chase Claypool. So we 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 might trade you to the Netherlands. You know, you know, you might not. You know, it just <laughs> might not be. It might not be a, a, a happy football spot for you. But I, I also think that there's there's not as much contempt from those guys as as as, as much as it, as much as it's seen sometimes. I think that you know their their contempt is more so for outside factors and less about inside factors because when you, you when you talk to these teams and it's also this is also a bad loss. You know, you know this is. You know, this, this is probably the de- the most down we've seen the team this year because of the team that they just lost to. But they go in, they beat the Patriots Thursday night. I bet you there's not much of this talk go- going on around um, because they've, for the most part, they've been pretty positive this year. And if they go in and win Thursday night, they're eight and five. They'd still be holding on to the five seed, and they'd be pressuring the Ravens uh, if the Ravens drop a game to the, a Rams team that looked a lot better in the in the last few weeks. Um, then they would be a game back of the Ravens for the division race, and they'd still play the Ravens. So um, I think this team hasn't lost sight of where it's at or anything like that. I think that if if they were to request a trade, it would take an epic collapse down the stretch here. And uh, Rich Eisen put this very well in his show. He talked about, like, you know, I fully expect the, the Steelers team to rally and find a way to get to double-digit wins and not fall apart at the end of the season. Because how many times has Mike Tomlin teamed done that? I know a lot of people say, well, 9-8 – and the non-losing seasons aren't important. But that's the stuff that keeps teams together. That's the stuff that prevents you from falling apart. You know, like Andy Reid at the end of his time with the Eagles, they went 4-12. and That's falling apart. Doug Peterson, with the way that things looked at the end of his Eagles tenure, that's falling apart. The Steelers have never fallen apart under Mike Tomlin. They've had some disappointments. They've had the Unleash Hell in December year where they finished <laughs> disappointingly. They had the 8-5 and five, uh, year where they had Duck Hodges and they finished 8-8, eight and eight, but – it was a miracle that they were eight and five in the first place, but, but they've never Chris, had that well, epic collapse that I think people really don't understand what it's like to have an epic collapse right. at the end of a season. But at the same time, Chris, couldn't you say that there's maybe benefit to that happening at some point? Because right now the status quo uh, of you know winning and having winning seasons it, it, to me it doesn't feel like enough for a lot of people, for most people anymore, isn't there value to bottoming out every now and then? And might they just need to do that at some point for the betterment of the, the organization long-term? I, I would say no, um, because here's the thing. When you bottom out, part of, what's, part of what makes the Steelers have a chance to be competitive soon is because of the veterans who believe in what they're doing and are on the team right now. And veterans who can be here for their four, five, six seasons, like Minka Fitzpatrick, like T.J. Watt, like Alex Highsmith, and other guys who are coming up, or even rookies right now, like guys that you like, like Keanu Benton, Joey Porter Jr. You want to keep those guys, you keep fighting. You show there's something here to fight for. The whole reason Minka Fitzpatrick even came to Pittsburgh was because he, he was on the Dolphins. He was like, these guys aren't trying to win. They're tanking. I don't want to be a part of tank culture. And that's where I think people – yeah, but now they're the number one seed, Chris. Right, but guess what? <laughs> they, they, they didn't do that because they didn't do that for the draft. They did that because they signed Tyreek Hill and they were <laughs> able to make some moves there. It's true, and that's 
fine that you can do it there, but how many times have we seen this work? Look at the Panthers. They've been tanking for years. They've been, they've been out of it since they lost Cam Newton. You can look at the Cardinals. They tank. They got Kyler Murray. They're, they're, yeah. they're three and ten. You can look across the NFL. There might be one or two teams you say, oh, tanking works for them. But the, like people say, look at the Bengals. They got Joe Burrow. How long did it take the Bengals to find their, their Joe Burrow? They, had not, they, have not, they had not been Super Bowl relevant since we were children. So like, that's what I'm talking about is that like, that's the pressure that you, that you put on it is that if you want to risk putting yourself in not just one really bad season but several really bad seasons – you blow up the chance with the guys that you like right now, T.J. Watt, Megan Fitzpatrick, and then you're hoping that you hit on the draft later. But here's the thing. Look at the Chiefs. They didn't bottom out. Matt Patrick Mahomes was picked, what, 15th? They don't, that wasn't bottoming out. They, yeah. they built naturally. They kept building forward. That's what the Steelers have done in their best years. That's what they need to do right now. I think the biggest thing is they need better quarterback play. They need consistent quarterback play and not elite quarterback play. They don't need top one pick. Just take what's there. And if they can get that from either Trubisky or Pickett, whoever, of just hitting the open man on the, on the reasonable throw down the seam 10 yards in front of you, not 30 yards behind your back the way Patrick Mahomes does it, yeah. this team will win a lot more football games. That's what they are. I think if you bottom out, you'll, uh, you'll get something. It'll be, it'll be like selling your soul and then realizing afterwards, like, oh, man, that <laughs> was not worth what I thought it was. Chris, you're the best. Are you going to Morgantown tomorrow? Are you making the drive, or is oh that Noah? Noah? Noah Hiles and I will be speeding down to Woo. Morgantown tomorrow afternoon. We'll get there in the evening, and then we will we'll watch some good old backyard brawl basketball. We just talked about Jeff Cape, talked to Jeff Capel today. I have an article coming out uh, later tonight on uh, some interesting comments that he made about the ACC that I asked him after the whole Florida State thing and mm. the promotion of the ACC. So that, look out for that at post-gazette.com. And then, of course, we drive right back because tomorrow night I'll be at Acrisure Stadium. So back-to-back night games, baby. Let's go. I will see you at Acrisure Thursday night, my friend. Thank you. Take care, Josh. All right, that's Chris Carter from the Post-Gazette and the Locked on Steelers podcast and WPXI. And I think that's the, the resume there, but – uh, he's the best, breaks it down uh, like no one else, and uh, appreciate Chris hopping on. Um, there's a lot to get to from that. Um, there are some things that I agree with Chris on, some things that I disagree with Chris on. Uh, the bottoming out thing is one that I, I do feel a little bit differently than Chris, and, and I get where he's coming from, but I want to talk about that when we come back. And, and the the benefits of of maybe having a year that does bottom out for you if you're the Steelers and, and where they're at right now and if they can afford to have a year like that because he does raise valid points there. So we'll get into that when we come back. Our Twitter is brought to you by South, by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Peters Township. You can visit them online at southhillsjeep.com. I'm Josh Roundtree. Josh Roundtree is my name. It's the Fan Evening Show. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? 
Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 